Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome, everybody. We have another episode of Uncultured Pop Culture for you guys today. Today, we have a special guest on our show, Bashir Sylvain. And this guy is a writer, director, actor. He does it all. He does helps out the community. And he is going to be guest starring in a big episode of Netflix's Black Summer that is due to release here in the next coming week. Um, he is going to be in episode five. And it's a great episode. We got a chance to see it. We can talk to you a little bit about it, but we can't give you any spoilers. But what I can tell you is, if you haven't seen this series, jump on it now. Binge the first season and jump right into season two so you can catch up on what's going on. And Bashir is the real deal. He will uh, give you a hell of an episode to check out. But before we do that and talk to Bashir here... I am going to give you a quick recap as to what we've seen this weekend at E3. Um, Ubisoft Forward was the first on the dock. Um, So we have Rainbow Six Extraction, formerly known as Rainbow Six Quarantine. Um, This is going to be a co-op event that will have you battling up against some aliens. Um, your, Your mission is to rescue... A missing soldier and you'll have to work together essentially um for those of you that have, have played rainbow six you already know that you know communication is key this is a very tactical shooter um not something you can just jump in there and you know guns are blazing but it, it actually works sometimes but for the most part you do have to communicate and it's very much expected of the community if you've played it so this is kind of the same thing. Um, it is going to require you to work with your team so you can save the missing operator while you take down some aliens. So this looks really awesome, actually. They released some gameplay, and they also announced a new Rocksmith is coming. Um, this is going to be a little um, different. So it's so for those of you that aren't familiar with Rocksmith, this is essentially a game that is meant to kind of guide you and self-teach yourself how to play the guitar and it's getting a new entry it's called rocksmith plus and i know that they're going to be releasing a beta i think they released it on saturday so that may be available now if you go to ubisoft's website i'm sure you can dig around and find your way there and you can also um, sign up for their new phone subscription based model which i'm not exactly sure what that consists of but it looks like they, they are putting a lot of time and investing into this. So it looks like we may be getting a lot more Rocksmith in the future. If it's something that's, you know, of your interest, go ahead and check it out. I'm sure you'll you'll dig it. The one that I was most excited about is definitely Riders Republic. This is an open world action sports video game. Um, if you've played Steep, it's similar to that. Essentially, it's going to be an open world game where you and your friends can jump in and do a crazy amount of activities um from what they showed us in the trailer there's going to be bmx riding out in nature whatever you want to call it you're going to be able to parachute race 
uh, put on some wingsuits, snowboard, and a bunch of other stuff that we saw. At one point, I did see somebody in an ice cream truck. Uh, it, it looks crazy, but it looks fun. If you like the community style of what I remember in Skate 3, and you want to throw that into an open world and just go crazy with your friends, this is for you. I know there's going to be a beta that will be available in August, I believe. Um, so you can go to the Steep, I'm sorry, the Riders Republic website, or if you go to Ubisoft, um, you should be able to find the portal for the beta there. So make sure you go ahead and sign up. Um, also, if you go to geek-network.com, we do have everything in detail as far as coverage. So go ahead and check it out. Check out the trailers. And we also do have links that will take you to the beta registration. So be sure to check them out there. Now, this is one that's not really in my wheelhouse. But Just Dance is coming back. Um, Just Dance 2022 will be releasing in November. I'm not much of a dancer, but a lot of people are. So if you like to go crazy and stomp around on your dance pad and get a good workout in, then, hey, in November, you'll be able to do it again. Now, one game that I am a very big fan of, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Now, they already released uh, one main expansion, the first one, um, which kind of has you going up against the cult. Um, it's pretty crazy. It's it's a lot more supernatural than I felt the, the base game was, but they are going to be adding some more content to the game including the siege of paris dlc i'm not exactly 100 percent sure what all that is going to consist of but obviously you're going to be sieging paris so if you if you've ever had the the itch to um destroy paris then i guess that's a good start um they are also going to be implementing their educational tour of Norse mythology. Um, and this one, it seems like it's going to be a little bit different. I, I didn't really dabble with the prior um, educational tours they did for Odyssey. So I'm not sure exactly how it worked, but they did mention that you're going to be able to step into the shoes of characters in the Norse mythology era, or mythos, I should say. And you'll be able to kind of step into their shoes and, and live their life as they're teaching you about that time period. And I would assume what, what they're doing, I guess, their job or crafting or whatever. But it, it sounds cool. Um, Norse mythology is something that does interest me more than any other mythology that I've seen in Assassin's Creed. So I probably will check this one out and I recommend you guys do it too. And lastly, we have two more things coming up here uh, well, that came up at the Ubisoft Forward, I should say. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Um, I didn't play the first one. It's been a while since I played any Mario game other than Super Mario Brothers um, for the Super Nintendo. So um, this one's a little outside of my area of expertise, if you will. But it looks cool. Um, I've never seen Mario carry around two pistols before so that was pretty interesting um i i know that this is more of a tactical game um as far as the gameplay so if you like something like fire emblem i think it's similar to that um so i mean it was interesting um mario was channeling his inner star lord it seemed like and i mean the cinematic trailer looked pretty awesome so the story seems pretty cool so if you're itching to play some more Mario, um, hey, it's coming. So be sure to check that out. Um, we do have the cinematic trailer and the brief showcase of it um, from the Ubi Forward on our website as well. And then for you Avatar fans, sorry, not the last airbender, the blue ones, we do have a new Avatar game coming. Now, this isn't the first game that Ubisoft makes in the Avatar universe, but um, I'm assuming with the new film coming out, this is not something that should have been too surprising. Um, but it is scheduled to release sometime in 2022. It's titled Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. I mean, if you like the movies, I assume you're going to like the game. It, I mean, it was a cinematic trailer and it kind of, you know, gives you the essence of, of what the films gave you. So if that's something that you enjoyed, I'm sure you're going to enjoy this new entry in the game as well. 
which is coming first. I'm not exactly sure, but I'm sure we'll find out once we have a set release date um, for the game. Um, so just keep an eye out for it. If it's something that interests you, check out the trailer. It's a short reveal trailer, but hey, that was pretty cool. Now, the next thing that came up was the Xbox and Bethesda showcase, but we're going to skip that for now. I'm going to make you guys wait a little bit longer. We're going to go ahead and jump ahead to the Square NX showcase because the Xbox Bethesda showcase was by far the best one so far. So I'm going to make you guys sweat it out a little bit more, but Square NX didn't come in short. Um, if you guys are fans of the Marvel's Avengers game, this was a showcase for you. Um, first thing we have is the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy expansion coming in October. Call it an expansion, standalone release, whatever. It's it's a tie-in to the base game. You're going to get to play as Peter Quill along with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not sure, based on what I saw, that you'll be able to play as other characters but it looked pretty awesome. Um, as always, the music is spot on with Guardians of the Galaxy. As soon as you hear I Need a Hero kick on on the trailer, you're going to get taken right back to uh, what we love about the Guardians. Um, the characters, I, I would say I didn't really like the way Peter looked, but you know they can't make him look like Chris Pratt, so can't really blame him there. But as far as their personalities, that was 100% spot on. And the story looks great. It looks like you're going to get to make decisions that may impact the way the game plays out. Or, you know, maybe more so as to where the story will lead you. Not 100% sure, but it looks awesome. So if you like Marvel's Avengers and you've been looking for more content, which it has been lacking as far as replayability, it looks like they, they, they are hearing us and they're trying to fix it. So we have this to look forward to on October 26th. It's going to release on all platforms. So PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So you last-gen console players, I know that a lot of us haven't been able to get a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. So... They're not leaving you out in the dust just yet. Um, they're still giving you some love, and you'll be getting um, those expansions available to you as well. And to keep up with the Marvel's Avengers, they didn't stop there. Um, we do have the Marvel's Avengers Wakanda expansion. Um, it's titled Black Panther War for Wakanda. They did release a trailer for it. It didn't show much gameplay, if any, if I remember correctly. So sorry, I'm not an expert here, people, but it looks awesome. Um, if, if you wanted to get a feel as to what it feels like to step into King T'Challa's Black Panther outfit or suit, I should say, and, you know, just do your little parkour ass kicking, uh, this is 100% what, what you want. And, you know, it's very rare other than... Infinity War and Endgame that I've seen, you know, the fight actually be taken to Wakanda and seeing Wakanda, you know, kind of get it handed to it because it's it's a very, you know, highly advanced technological, you know, fake city, whatever. Um, but it in the trailer, they, they do show us uh, Wakanda kind of getting tore up a little bit. So that was pretty cool. I'm really excited about this. I've, I've really interested to see what it will be like um, especially with the way Square Enix has you know kind of tackled um, playing as these characters it's been pretty spot on the the fighting and the mechanics for these for these characters um, it's pretty awesome so I'm really excited to be able to play as Black Panther um, for those of you on the PlayStation end that were expecting to get any news on Spider-Man Sorry, um, there there was nothing announced. I know that they said it was going to be a PlayStation exclusive, and we've by far missed the window of early 2021. But I know they acknowledge that they they know we're waiting, and unfortunately, we we don't have a release date just yet. But hopefully, we'll get some news on that soon because that's another character I would definitely love to see implemented into this universe. 
and Life is Strange, um, True Colors. Oh man, they released a trailer showing Alex Chung's abilities, empath abilities. And holy crap, this game is the real deal. I'm already a big fan of Life is Strange, which a little side note, we are going to get a remastered collection of Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm. Um, Some things you'll see in the remastered edition is improved visuals, character animation, and they're going to do some work on the lip syncing. So that'll be awesome for those of you that haven't played it or are looking to kind of get a refresher before um, True Colors comes out. Um, that The remastered collection is going to be available September 30th, but Alex's character and her abilities are amazing. The The way she can channel people's energy and their feelings and the way they implement that into how the story is going to unravel and the implications they kind of you know, hint at. Super cool. It it looks like it's going to be amazing. I'm super excited for this and I cannot wait to get my hands on it. All right. Now this is the one that really has had me swimming in geeky heaven since I saw the showcase. Uh, We knew it was going to be big with Xbox buying ZeniMax and, you know, Bethesda being under that umbrella um now i know bethesda isn't going to you know just kick all all the other platforms off to the curb but uh, we knew that something big was coming with the announcement of their joint showcase and hell they delivered um you know there's new games coming games that we have been waiting to get some news on and a ton a ton of games that are coming to the Xbox Game Pass, both as Bethesda library titles and day one available titles that will be released on the Xbox Game Pass. Honestly, the Xbox is the console to beat right now just because of the Game Pass. I mean, to be able to get a game for free on day one and it being a AAA title, um, you know, that's that's something. Um, so, I mean, we'll just jump right into it, and, and then you can decide for yourself. I mean, don't let me persuade you. I'm not sponsored by anybody here. But Bethesda finally revealed the release date for Starfield. Um, this is a game that I've been waiting to hear more on. It's a sci-fi adventure. Bethesda's great at building new worlds, as we've seen with Skyrim and the Fallout series. I mean, they they can pull off some pretty gnarly stuff as far as creating a a new world for us. And to see them going into space is borderline scary to see what, what could be expected or coming our way. Now, Starfield is going to be releasing November 11th of 2022. So we still have a little over a year before the game comes to us. And we will obviously be getting more information and more trailers released. But they did release a trailer showing an astronaut preparing to lift off from an alien planet so be sure to check it out it's sure to hype you up and um, sadly this game is going to be an exclusive to xbox and pc so if you're a playstation owner you have a year and five months to get an xbox so um, get on it people Next, I haven't actually played this game, but I am a big fan of survival horror games in Chernobyl, like Chernobylite. That game is fantastic. If you haven't checked it out, definitely recommend you picking it up or watching somebody do a playthrough because it is creepy as hell. Now, they gave us a glimpse at debut footage for Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. Now, this is a sequel um, to Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl, if I remember correctly. and um, the trailer consisted of people, um, Russians, um, sur- sitting around a campfire and they're recounting their survival stories, essentially. And it starts off with, you know, our protagonist that we play as um, going against some other soldiers. Um, so I'm assuming there's some sort of factions or, you know, some sort of conflict amongst the survivors going on. And shortly halfway about halfway into the trailer, I should say. We do see a lot more, and the temple really changes. Uh, We see multiple different creatures. We see what's referred to as anomalies, 
and it essentially just sucks this creature into a black hole and he explodes which was super gnarly and they kind of show you with some sort of meter or um, reader something i couldn't really tell what it was but it's meant for you to de to determine where these anomalies are and avoid them or i'm assuming you end up like that creature and there was some other bigger, nastier creatures, and it really caught my attention. Um, Chernobyl's awesome. It's a really scary place in real life, so seeing somebody do a survival FPS game uh, really catches my attention. So be sure to check that out as well. My two favorite things to come out of this um, are coming up, but we're going to jump over them so I can save them for last. And we're going to talk about Contraband. Now, this new game was briefly teased to the tune of Steely Dan's Do It Again, which I loved. Now, this is developed by Avalanche Studios, and the trailer was very vague as far as to what we will be getting into, but it was presented to us as an open-world co-op game. And if I remember correctly, I think Avalanche Studios is behind Just Cause, so... If you're trying to get an idea as to what kind of gameplay you might be getting, um, it might be similar to what we see in Just Cause. So um, definitely has my attention. Um, I will be checking that out, but I will keep my ear to the ground until I hear more. And we now have a Halo Infinite multiplayer release window. So the multiplayer will be available alongside the... Uh, single player campaign and they showed multiplayer footage so <laughs> if you're a fan of halo multiplayer jump on that right now because it looked sick so it will be available this holiday 2021 so be sure to check that out if you're vying for some more halo it's coming it's coming this year people now the Last two games that I want to talk about and the ones I am the most excited about. Uh, we'll go with Battlefield first. So Battlefield 2042. We got the trailer a few days ago. That It's announcement trailer, we should say. And we got a cinematic trailer. Well, now we have a gameplay trailer. And holy crap. Everything they showed us in the cinematic trailer is essentially what you'll see in the gameplay. The game's graphics look ridiculous. You definitely see quads being flown off of rooftops into helicopters complete mayhem jets explosions all the guns vehicles that you expect in battlefield times 100 it, it looks ridiculous and with the new weather element that they added um some things i saw was a giant dust storm making its way into the town where you're fighting as well as the tornado, which we've already seen. So, uh, really awesome. Uh, I would definitely uh, check that trailer out to give you an idea as to what you'll be seeing when you actually pick up the game. I know there's probably going to be a beta. I think it was already talked about. I don't know that we have an exact date as to when that's coming, but betas are hard to judge a game, but it definitely um, helps you, you know, kind of get an idea as to if it's something that's even remotely within your radar. So definitely check it out. Uh, we we wrote an article on that a few days ago. So go to our website and you'll get some more information as to the beta and where you can sign up. But the big one here, um, there's a game that I had been hoping for for a long time. Now, it's not exactly what most of us expected, a lot of us were expecting we'd see Left 4 Dead 3 at some point in the future, but instead, Turtle Rock Studios is bringing us back for blood. It's a spiritual successor of Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, and it's it has a different name, but honestly, we're getting the same thing that we were expecting probably from a Left 4 Dead 3. The new trailer gave us uh, information on a new beta that's coming in August, as well as a new um, PvP mode. It's called Swarm. And anybody that played um, Left 4 Dead or Left 4 Dead 2 is kind of familiar with the way multiplayer worked. Essentially, you were playing through the campaign levels, and it was your job as the opposing team to control the special infected and prevent the 
other players, the other team, I should say, from completing the chapter and making it from one end of the safe room to the other safe room. In this one, I'm not sure if there's going to be other PvP modes, but for Swarm in specific, it looks like it's almost similar to what we saw in Left 4 Dead, except that it's more of a survival mode, and you're meant to try to survive longer than the other team. You're still going to be controlling the opposing special infected, if you will, and it looks like there's a timer, and your job is just essentially to last longer than the other team. Still looks super fun. Still looks insane. And the best news that they could have added to that is that Back for Blood will be on the Game Pass on day one. So if you have the Game Pass, you don't even have to worry about buying it. It'll be available on day one and you'll be able to check it out on October 12th when it releases. But so far, that's about all I have on E3 so far. We still have two more days. So keep an eye out in the next few days. I will be talking about what else we have coming out. And if there's anything you're excited about, go ahead and visit us on social media at Geek Responsibly or visit us on our website, geek-network.com, and tell us what you think about the announcements or if there's something that you're looking forward to. Um, I know the Summer Game Fest brought us Elden Ring, which came before E3, but hell, that's another one. <laughs> if you're into Dark Souls-like games, that's that's one to keep an eye out for. I'm super excited for it. So let us know. Um, we definitely want to know what you're looking forward to. But please go ahead and enjoy this interview with Bashir Sylvain. And be sure to show him some love on social media as well. Thank you. You know, I always like to start off by just giving you a chance to, you know, tell your fans a little bit more about you. I mean, they, they know you on screen, but what what is Bashir Sylvain's journey? Ooh, uh, it's a it, it's thus far a very long one, a very adventurous one. It's it's all over the place, but it's beautiful. It starts in Haiti. Uh, I grew up there. Uh, I was born in Boston, but I grew up in Haiti, uh, grew up there till I was 13 and then I moved to Miami and uh, did uh, middle school and high school there and also um, college. Uh, and yeah, it starts off with uh, falling in love with TV since at a young age, I just was always fascinated with the arts, but it was very frowned upon, um, especially as a Caribbean kid. It was just like, oh, actor, no, 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 no. Doctor, lawyer, you know, <laughs> the, the immigrant story. Uh, and I, I, I was convinced I wanted to be a lawyer like my dad. My dad was a botanist and he was a, an attorney. And oh. I fell in love with the law. Like it was like crazy, like to the point where like when the OD trial was there and I was sitting there like objection, like I was into it. <laughs> I'm like, so into, I was like, wait a minute, how come he's not objecting? That's opinion, that's ridiculous. Like I'm going crazy. And uh, while I'm taking a, a law class and I was in debate class and all that stuff, they told me to take an acting class for stage presence. And I didn't even know what a theater was. I just remember seeing a bunch of people wearing black and always sad all the time. And I was like, I don't know if I want to be part of this <laughs> in this world. <laughs> but uh, I, I took a summer class and then uh, the teacher fell in love with me. His name was Paul Avery. Uh, may he rest in power. Uh, he was like, 
oh, you need to be on my play next year. You need to be on my play. And I was like, dude, I'm just doing this because they told me to do it. That's not my lane. He was like, no, 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 no. You got, you know, you got charisma because I, I dance and all that stuff. I mean, for fun, nothing professional. Right. I just move. And he was like, no, 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 no. You should be in my play. And it's West Side Story. And, uh, and I did Bernardo. And, uh, and I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I did it. It was fun. And then he was like, you need to be in my class your senior year and do competitions. And then you need to be on my next show. And I'm like, I don't know, man. He's like, no, no, no it's easy. It's easy. A, you know, senior year, easy. A, you'll take it. I was like, all right, cool. As long as I don't have to do work, I'm fine. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, uh, um, you're going to be Danny Zuko. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? And I was like, you know, I think on record, I could say I was on the first black Danny Zuko in Miami. Um, and, and it was dope. And it was really, really, really dope. And then, um, then my, my, when I graduated, still wasn't convinced. And then he told the class like, all right, if you guys are pursuing this, please do not pursue this. I remember him saying specifically, he's like, if you could tie your shoe, go do that. <laughs> do not <laughs> pursue acting. And he was like, but Bashir, you need to do it. And I was like, what? You just told everybody <laughs> not to do this and you're going to single me out. He's like, nah, no, nah, you got something. And, and then I decided to minor uh, uh, in theater uh, in Miami-Dade Community College and I changed my life. I did uh, the Miser. I played uh, Monsieur Ensemble and that was it. That was a wrap being on stage in front of a public and it, it wasn't it was no longer fun and games and then from there I went to SMU uh then I started my own theater company down in Miami after I was done with SMU I actually I left SMU early because I got a chance to work on a movie where, where I got my mentor Mr. Bill Cobbs uh he's in Night of the Museum uh New Jack City I mean his list goes on and on and on and on and uh, he took me under his wing and I got to be his assistant for two months. And then when I came back, I decided to open a theater company with two of my other friends, uh, Sheon McKinney, which is one of them. He's in the neighborhood, he plays Malcolm. And, uh, and, and yeah, and then from there, after two years of that, I decided to take my chance to come to LA uh, with $200 cash in my pocket two bags and I dipped out here and then I've been out here since for 12 years now. <laughs> hey man, it worked out. <laughs> hey, hey, yes it did. Yes it I, did and it's still working out. <laughs> I feel like the the harder journeys are always the the more valuable ones. So, you know, that that's probably giving you the fire you have today, man. I mean, that's that's admirable. I mean, oh, being definitely. all over the place. I mean, for me, um it's funny how we kind of jump into like our creative you know, passions, because for me, writing was something that I started doing for my mental health. And it started with poetry. And it kind of blossomed into this, you know, I, I love the entertainment industry. I'm, I'm fascinated by movies, video games, pretty much everything. I'm, I'm a hermit crab, I hardly leave my house. <laughs> so, you know, it, it kind of like turned into this. And I mean, life sometimes, you know, opens that road for us. So I'm happy it did, dude, because no, honestly, okay. you you got talent and you you have one of those personalities that you can kind of like instantly you know not in a romantic way but we fall in love with you on screen instantly <laughs> oh thank <laughs> um, you man. so honestly like that's that's rare because i mean you look at um other characters like like we'll throw joffrey out there just because he's one of the most hated characters <laughs> like i i think that's difficult for you to be able to instantly just you know sell the audience on who you are and, and you got it i mean it, it was there you were brathwaite for me so <laughs> um but you know yeah i mean the the most difficult parts are are always the ones that pushes you know the most forward so i'm really happy for you i'm looking forward to seeing you some more of you um but i know you've done commercials in the past <laughs> um I, I feel like that's a that's always a, a good stepping stone um for a lot of actors is there anyone that really stood out for you oh man i for a minute I, i'll say for a couple years i was known as the commercial king i, I did so many <laughs> commercials to the point where i had conflicts and i couldn't work anymore <laughs> like they were giving me like random stuff they're like you want to do a gas station i was like sure <laughs> they're like turbo tax let's do it like i did everything i did at mcdonald's i did all the cars i, I mean i was like back to back cell phones you name it and then it was just like uh one of my favorite ones, actually I posted one today. Uh, my, one of my first ones, 
And I, I love that one because I told, when I first moved out here, like I told you $200 in my pocket, I auditioned for Daniel Hoff agency. And you have to basically audition to be part of their agency. Mm -hmm. And then I got in, but I had no money. And he was like, you need some pictures, you need to do this and that. And I was like, bro, <laughs> I got I got a hundred and whatever is left in my pocket. <laughs> I ain't got it. And he was like, well, all right, well, I really believe in you. So the first audition, uh, the first, um, your first booking, you could pay me back. And I was like, all right. I was like, well, the first audition you send me to, I'm going to book it. And he laughed at me. He was like, ha, ha, ha. I was like, all right, yeah, don't play with me. And then the first commercial was an Allstate commercial and I booked it. <laughs> and then I came back to him. I was like, the second one you sent me, I'm going to book it. And the second one, I booked it. <laughs> and then I said, I was like, all right, I'm done. Right on, man. I, I actually used to work for Allstate in their claims department. So, hey, we're, we're basically coworkers. <laughs> no, I did two of them. I did the first one uh, was like a group of us in a car and we we're talking about different um, different agencies and they kept bleeping them except, except when we say Allstate. And then the other one, I'm driving and then I'm trying to get my cell phone. And then I cried. I literally. You know what? That sounds really familiar because they they shoved those down our throat when we used to work there. So <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I've seen you there. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome, man. That's an awesome story. <laughs> um, so you know, I, I know that you're starring on Claws for TNT, and you know, you got that big episode for Netflix's Black Summer, uh, which is June 17th. It's releasing mm -hmm. um, on episode five. So what can you tell us, you know, about the guest role um, from your perspective, you know, being on set, jumping into, you know, a, a second season of a series, you know, everybody has that camaraderie and you got to deal with, you know, everything, the pandemic protocols and all of that. So how was it jumping into that and, you know, just having to acclimate to <laughs> just one episode with a big role? Dude, it was it, it was a, a godsend. And also I got to work with one of my best friends. Uh, it, it it's so crazy, man. My, all my stories got like <laughs> I feel like I could film every single one of them. So my, one of my best friends is Justin, the, the Justin uh, Spears. Mm -hmm. So so he invited me to the first uh, the premiere of the first season, and I brought my cousin with me. And you know I'm like there supporting blah 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 and all stuff. And then my cousin, while he's watching the show, he leans over. He's like, "Yo, I can see you doing this." I was like, "Man, just chill." proud of my boy you know all good so <laughs> we're like you know celebrating and i meet jamie jamie's part of the actor studio and i'm i'm a member of the actor studio as well too so automatically we started bonding it was just like boom boom actor studio actor studio <laughs> so i was like all right cool and then you know that's it you know a uh, year later <laughs> we're, we're chilling and uh uh you know uh before the pandemic it was right before the pandemic i get a call from justin and he's like yo season two is coming out and he's like man there's this episode it's just me and this guy in the woods bro and it's gonna be so dope the character's so dope man do you know anybody that i could work with <laughs> <laughs> so i'm sitting there like i'm like <laughs> and, and automatically like my brain doesn't work like that. I don't I don't go like oh me like I was just like oh okay well I mean there's Jason there's, he's like come on man it's you and I was like oh oh <laughs> oh yeah yeah man <laughs> you know I was like he's like all right cool but you know I still had to send in my tape I still had to send in you know you know my, my performance or whatever and they, they loved it and I was like I made sure that I used him as my partner I was like well if I'm gonna do it I, I, I want you to read it read the lines and once I got it, man, once it, it was so refreshing to see how they just accepted me. And it was so easy as well, too, because it's only the two of us. Right. So I didn't have and also I already had Jamie, you know, also a fan of mine. So it was so comfortable to the point where it was too comfortable. We started <laughs> we started during COVID. I mean, before COVID. And then we had to stop because of COVID. And then we picked it back up in September. And man, I, I mean, you know, we had a quarantine for 14 days. I used the last of days as my research. I told them to get me a PlayStation 4 so I could play last the, the, the last uh, the last of days. The last of us? Oh, the last of us. The last yeah. of us too. Because yep. I hadn't played it yet. <laughs> I was like, I need research. So can you uh can you give me the PlayStation 4? I need to need to play this game right away so so that gave us enough time to really be with the script and then we rehearsed over zoom and everything like that but the the environment 
it, it got so comfortable because it was just me and my buddy. And we, we've done seeing, we took every acting class you imagine like he's, he's a, a finalist in the, uh, in, um, um, uh, actor studio and, and yeah, man, I mean, I, I couldn't ask for a better environment. And then John, the director, the showrunner, oh my gosh, dude, like he, if he called me tomorrow and says, Hey, Bashir, I need you to read text messages for an hour. I'm there, dude. Like, <laughs> like, dude, this dude gave us so much freedom to make it that comfortable. And because of COVID and the protocols that we had to follow, it made it even more intimate because everybody had to be away. And so right. it was just me and my partner, you know, and we trusted each other. So it was just like, all right, let's go. And uh, and again, the thing is we're best friends. So I, I joke with him all the time. I always play tricks on him. Like I even got to play a prank on him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's until later on, later on, uh, the because the camera guy didn't know and they were all they were all were just so shocked. Apparently, uh, after the show, I talked to Jamie and they were just like, everybody was just like, who is this kid coming in here, <laughs> <laughs> messing around with number two? Like, because I you know I used to mess with them. Like, man, come on, man, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like I used to like, because <laughs> I'm I'm like this is my yeah. <laughs> so imagine it's that you know, bond. Exactly. So they're looking at me like, so it was just a beautiful experience. It, 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 it was, it was magical. It was everything that I've, that we both, we both always dreamed about doing a scene and get paid for it finally. And more than 15 people to watch it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the dream. Yep. We always do it in class and we're like, man, we just killed that scene, but no one saw it. Oh, well. <laughs> no, I... you got a chance to, 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 to show it to the world. No, yeah, I, I can see that. Then that makes a lot of sense because, yeah, you guys clicked right off the bat. And it's it's not even like the scenes and like the lines. There's just like an energy and you can feel it like you can feel that bond. So that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, as far as the directing, I'm with you, man. I always tell my wife when we're watching the movie, like we saw Knives Out and I told her, you know, you, you can't really explain you know what exactly a director does to make the movie flow so nicely but it's like magic so and it was there because everything was so fluid and it just pulls you in and you're there man <laughs> you're you're in the episode so yeah it, it all worked um but uh we'll, we'll have to talk about that prank another time <laughs> no i know because i can tell you the scene it's a funny it's a funny scene it's you'll see I'll, I'll tell you I'll yeah tell you. it's hilarious though <laughs> <laughs> um so something i i saw about you is that you started a, a haitian community in la um how has that been how did that get started for you man uh it, I, i've been dying to find my peoples because uh when i first came out here i didn't i would only see a few at auditions and usually it's because we're they asked us to either speak French or be an African character, and uh, <laughs> and so and 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 uh, and then one day I went to a party. Uh, John Jean Ellie, Gene Ellie, he's an insecure. Uh, he hit he's Haitian and he hit me up and he's like, I'm throwing a party. It was his birthday party and he invited me and I saw like fifty of us. And I literally went around. And I was like, "Give me a number. Give me a number. Give me a number." <laughs> and uh, and I just wanted to create something where, you know especially when you're from another place, you, 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 you miss it so much and you don't want to lose your culture. And, and I just wanted to have an environment where we could just be ourselves and where I could speak my language, where I could just eat my food and joke around and stuff like that. So we slowly, like I did a, a picnic and then we did a hike. And then every, every month I was like, every month I was like, I don't care if it's just the two of us every month we're doing something. And it just kept on growing and growing and growing and growing. Next thing you know, we got 2,000 followers and like I would say 80% of them are Haitian and they're all in LA. Oh, man, and, uh, and yeah, and once I threw up for Flag Day, Flag Day is a huge thing for our, for our community. Um, it's the celebration of, of our flag, which basically when we declare that we're gonna 
have our independence against France. We took the French flag and we ripped out the white and then the blue represented uh -oh. the black, the red represented the black. And we're like, boom, together, we're about to beat these, these people. <laughs> <laughs> and we did, but anyway. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, so we celebrated a lot. So I threw a party, I threw a big party, which I didn't even, I thought, you know, maybe 50 people were gonna show up and 300 Haitians showed up. And I was like, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> and since then we, we just kept, you know, we, we keep in contact and we, I try to do, you know, little events here and there, whether it's going to the park or, you know, um, just meeting up and just hang out, just hang out. And, and now within that community, other small communities have involved. And now we have like a whole bunch of people just meeting each other. So now every time uh, so, uh, somebody's from Haiti, they wanna, they come to LA they go to our page and they connect with all of us. So it's kind of cool. No, that's awesome, man. Um, I'll, I'll have to get that link for me so I can follow it too, because I mean, I love learning about new cultures like Flag Day. I had no idea about that, but that sounds awesome. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, yeah you know, um, I, I feel that for me, culture to me is food. Um, if, if you would see me, you would understand why I got the Baymax body, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but to me, that's, that's like something that takes me home and, you know, one kudos for being able to, you know, create that community because I'm sure you're not the only one that felt that way. So, wow. you know, bringing th over 3000 people together, that's, that's awesome, man. You're bringing your new home and your old home together. I mean, that's, that's hard to do. Um, I grew up in, Yuma, Arizona, which is a border mm. town, like five miles from the Mexican border. Uh, my parents are Mexican natives and you, you get, you get your culture there. I mean, you have the, the people with their taco carts, you, you get the, the authentic food. And I moved up about less than 200 miles to the Phoenix area and it, you lose it and yeah. 200 miles, you lose that entire culture. And it leaves me starving for for something that reminds me of home. So, I mean, for you to be able to do that, that's awesome, man. I mean, kudos to you. If I'm ever in the LA area, oh, I'm, please. I'm gonna, we're gonna get together. Oh, no, please. <laughs> you I have to cook me your favorite you like dish. food. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you guys like spice stuff too, so we it's- do, yes. Ooh. Oh, you're about to fall in love with some Haitian food. It's no joke. It's no yeah, joke. Or, um, or lechon, or, or, or pork, oh my God. Man, that sounds good already right. it's not even it's not even right like the way we season it and it, and, and it, we season it overnight i mean it's the, oh man no, all right just, yeah, yeah you guys don't mess around then <laughs> nah, not at all <laughs> um but you know jumping into black summer uh, which is why we're here so you know like we were talking about earlier it's a refreshing genre or refreshing take on the genre sorry and it's always very oversaturated, you know, like we were talking about the reboots, you know, everybody does. I'm not a fan of these slow walking zombies. I don't see them as a threat. <laughs> I've never been in, a, in an apocalypse, but I feel like I could get around these dudes. But you guys have, you know, the what I call runners yeah. and they have a really good grasp on unique aspects to mix in with the genre. You know, um, something that stood out with me for Black Summer is just the desperation they instill in the series, you know, they, they threw us as the viewers in, in the early days of the outbreak. And we were just as confused and anxious as the characters. Yeah. And then they take you away from all these characters and like give you these different plot lines that are all kind of combobulated and slowly swirling down the drain, you know, coming together. And, you know, the situations and the way they interpret the the things that these characters go through are as real as I've ever seen. Um, is that kind of you know the vibe that you got? You know, with you know there was no headshots <laughs> um, in this game uh, in this in the show. Sorry, say I'm thinking about video games, <laughs> and it really brought out the worst of people and also the best. Which honestly, in a, an apocalypse. I honestly feel that 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 would be the case, you know, there, there's no, there's not no gray area. You're, you're either gonna, you know, take that path to the dark side, if you will, or, or you're going to stay true to yourself. Um, but how, how do you feel your character fits in that? Yeah, no, I mean, that you, you hit it right on, on the nose, like, 
when I saw the first, first, first season, that's the first thing I said. I, I told, I looked at Justin, I was like, dude, this is different and you got a winner here. He's like, you think? I was like, yeah. Because like you said, it puts you right into the situation as they are. So as the audience, you're sitting here and you're, you're watching these people making human decisions, you know, yep. that we all would sit there and go, oh man, would I do that? And, and you get it. It's not like, you know, cause some, some shows, they, they'll, 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 they'll provide you with a decision in front of you, but then you, you kind of like already are ahead of it, or you kind of right. like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I guess you'll do that. And then, you know, and then you'll, you'll watch it because it's entertainment, but this always somehow just kind of <laughs> takes you to another level that you're just sitting there like what's happening. And with Brathway, what was cool about it, um, I came in with with knowing that there has to be grounded in the in the reality uh, of humanity, and also uh, the special thing that I carried. My secret was I wanted for, I wanted to work on forgiveness, uh, and 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 that that was my thing because I was like, well, what is the human quality that that is that is missing? Because uh, it's easy to fall in, and you know, since you watched the episode, like. You kind of like, hmm, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you see my right. character, and you're just like, uh, I don't know, Spears, what's going on? But then once you know his motivation with that, which was my secret, and also that was the the thing that I held on to. So when you when you put that kind of a, a I guess idea in your head, you find moments where that could work. You know, so it gave me a lot of moments where I could be as human as possible instead of just just playing a scene. And then uh, um, what I also did is implement a lot of because we were in nature, I use animal work. Uh, I use a coyote uh, uh, as as the work. And that's why, like, if you saw my hand, it was a little like it was gloves, but it was cut off right. so I could be able to dig. Like <laughs> it was a little stuff like that, a like little Wolverine like, cause. <laughs> like, like yeah, but but like characteristics about it. And you know, when people think of animal uh, work, sometimes they're like, "What you become an animal?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, it's not it." Like it's people work differently. Me, I I pick their attributes, certain things that they do. For example, uh, what I learned about coyotes is that they're very resourceful. So when they go into a place, they try to find things they can't reuse. And as you watch the episode. <laughs> it's like it's like oh okay all right uh, you know and also <laughs> what's cool about them too which is kind of dope from far away you don't know if they're a dog you don't know if they're a wolf and they're able to mimic dogs they're able to mimic dogs and wolves and so they could fit into any environment oh man i didn't know that that is awesome yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm like like the, it's, it's and then you know if you think of the show and you think of brathaway now since you saw it, you're yeah. like, oh, oh, you know what I'm saying? It's I like, see it, dude. No, for sure. <laughs> I see where like, you're coming from. Yeah, no, that's, exactly. that's dope. And then oh, the last man. thing I found out, uh, and I remember, it's funny because I'm I'm that kind of artist. And I remember uh, Justin looking at me like, you're crazy, man. I was like, no, you barely. <laughs> so uh, the honey badger, out of all the animals in the world, the honey badger and, and the coyote, are friends <laughs> they actually find time when they meet they actually team up to <laughs> to find their prey so they send the honey badger under a rabbit hole and then the rabbit comes out and the coyote kills it and they share the meal what so i was yeah yeah so i was like so imagine somebody coming up to you was like hey man so i'm a coyote you're a honey badger and we're about <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's dope i did not know that but it's, you know, those kind of things for me uh, helps the fantasy of it, but also like grounds it. Because again, like I said, I'm not trying to become a guy. Right. But it's more of like, wow, it gives you ideas. It gives you a way to approach this in, in, a, in, a, in a human way and also in a survival way because your coyote is a survivalist, you know, especially in the woods. And, you know, especially human beings that are not used to the woods, I figured in time we would tap into our animal uh instincts you know so, right so that's why i was like oh okay that makes sense that i would i would i would choose that because in time you would figure out a way to survive just like animals <laughs> which i believe back in the day that's pretty much what we did we saw what they were eating we're like oh 
he didn't die. So let me try that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. And yeah, I mean, animal spirit, there, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. And I mean, for sure. I mean, they have been surviving on the wild much longer than humans have. <laughs> I would say we've been taking steps backwards with how comfortable we've been getting with, you know, what we have. So exactly. that's genius, dude. And, and I totally see it now. Um, so people keep an eye out for the honey badger and the coyote. (laughs) Um, but, uh, what can people expect to see you in the future? You got any plans? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I just finished recording a, uh, animation for Netflix. I'm not sure if it's out yet, but, uh, but I did, I just recorded it. So that was very exciting. I'm super excited about it. I hope that it, it, it blows up and it comes out and, and, and does great. Uh, I do write my own stuff as well too. So I'm on, I'm trying to sell two shows, um, uh, now. So I've been writing these shows and then I did a couple commercials. Uh, I still making that commercial hey. money, which is great. <laughs> I did a progressive and an HBO max, uh, commercial. So that's going to be coming out soon. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm still in mid auditioning and waiting for the next role, but, uh, but it's, uh, I'm staying busy, which is always good. No, hey, nothing wrong with that, man. I mean, you got to pay the bills and <laughs> you got to keep doing what you love. That's how you stay sharp. So um, you're the jack of all trades, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where can people find you on social media? Uh, just my name, just, you know, uh, Bashir Sylvain, B-E-C-H-I-R, because I know there's a lot of B-A's out there. So B-E-C-H-I-R-S-Y-L-V-A-I-N. Literally, if you just type in my name in any social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, you'll you'll see, you'll see me pop up. Um, and yeah. Right on. Um, I got one last question for you. This, this is the heavy one, man. <laughs> uh, this one's for the coyote. So... To this day, today, what is the Bashir Sylvain legacy? Oh, what is Bashir legacy? Uh, uh, man, I, I, man, you stumped me with that one. Uh, <laughs> what is Bashir's legacy? Uh, I mean, I'm hoping it's 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 uh it's good work. Uh, I'm hoping it's it's my art. I, I'm hoping that it's um it's the the humanity that I bring to all my characters you know um I think I think um oh doing Moonlakai was was Moonlakai is the 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 community is definitely something I'm very proud of uh and the theater company that I started is definitely something I'm proud of and also the venture that I'm doing now with uh my late wife uh, Brown Sugar Rehab uh, actually, if anything, I would love for that to be uh, one of the legacies that I've helped my wife have uh, because she created a, a, a company called Brown Sugar Rehab for colon cancer. She passed away in 2018. Oh, man, my and, condolences. Oh, it's okay. And, uh, and she wanted to make sure to tell people about this disease, this, uh, this silent killer uh, and so she took it upon herself, especially in the black community. It's, it's something that it's the number one kill, disease that kills you know African Americans. And when when she had it, we were both stunned. We were both like, "What is happening? We don't know anything about this." And they caught it late, and it is preventable. So if I could stop anyone from having that experience, um, forget all the art stuff that would be more of a legacy than anything else you know uh yeah that's something that i i, I would love to be able and it really would be hers yeah. <laughs> it really would be hers it wouldn't even be mine and 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 you know being the husband that i was uh being able to make sure that that becomes what what it is uh it's a it's a legacy within itself so Right. No. Hey, that's beautiful, man. I love it. And I mean, as a married man, when you get married and you find the right one, you don't know where you start and she ends. So (laughs) her legacy is your legacy, dude. So, I mean, I love it. I mean, that's awesome. (laughs) But, you know, as a creator, um, honestly, my heart goes out to you guys and, you know, anybody involved with creating any sort of TV show, movie, anything, especially during the pandemic. It wasn't easy. And I mean, you guys literally put yourselves out there during a dangerous time to 
give us some sanity because honestly movies and tv is what kept me sane during all this quarantine uh, the quarantine the pandemic everything so you know my heart goes out to all of you guys for you know stepping up and doing that for us and i look forward to it man i, I will definitely look at brown sugar rehab and that's a beautiful legacy i definitely support it and it, it, yeah it's a real shame you know when something preventable gets caught late and you know you you get caught in the what if but i'm sure she's looking down at you right now smiling down at her coyote right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no it's been a pleasure talking to you Bashir. um you can check out netflix's second season of black summer on june 17th just skip the first four episodes jump to episode five and <laughs> let's check out Bashir the coyote so vain and let us know what you think. Um, but again, man, uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Lifelong fan. But hey, I appreciate you, man.